This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and we are here to help take your leadership to the next level. Richard, it's good to see you. It's always good to see you as well, Sam. All right. Well, uh, you know, you you have traveled widely, and because of your position, you, you see a lot of great things. You see God moving yeah. in many places, um, but also because uh, of your position, you see a lot of uh, not-so-great things. Yeah, and it's a, it's very easy to look around you, the things you know personally, but also just things in general, uh, the state of the country, the state of the church at large, or what have you. It's uh, it's quite easy to um, look at things and say, you know, I'm I'm just going to be negative or I'm going to be cynical. Nobody is righteous, uh, you know. You can except me. Except yeah. Well, I was going to say you can you can echo the words of Elijah and say it's <laughs> only I me. I alone am left. I alone. Yeah, and uh, and it's and you can even make money doing that. You know, you could you could uh, yeah. you could. There's a, a great cottage industry in being uh, a complainer and being a cynic and and sort of selling outrage if you will yeah uh, I, I, it's not hard to <laughs> no, to, to find those outlets um, yeah. so how in your position because you, you you get to see the good and the bad um, how do you remain positive and how do you keep yeah. from letting that cynicism infiltrate your heart well I thought uh, maybe today Sam just in that uh, vein that I would talk about quarantining your criticism <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you keep it from spreading? Yeah. And through your own heart and life and as well as to others, I think we all can see things uh, that we disagree with. And yeah. that's not hard to do. Just open your eyes. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes uh, criticism, negativity is a poison. And once you let it in, it begins to take over more and more of uh, the the space in your life, your thoughts, your mind, yeah. your heart. And it it could become a dangerous thing, and uh, you know I I am just regularly reminded of that. I was uh, I was talking with the pastor recently, and he was just telling me that he had someone in his church. It was a lay person, but he took it upon himself uh, to weekly criti- critique what everything that he disagreed with in his church. Now he goes to this church. Uh, but every Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, he would post everything that he thought was not done right in the service that we that weekend. And of course, it, it might it might raise a question for you or me: Why do you keep going to a church that you uh, put under withering critique every every weekend? If it's that bad, why don't you move on? Uh, but he felt that was his role was yeah. to is let. That, is that his I know calling? All of, I know all of you people had a great encounter with God on Sunday. I know the altar was filled with people responding to the, a word from God. But you shouldn't have done that because. But let me that be was clear. A, that was a poor sermon. It ha, it was weak in some of its theological points. It was not delivered well. Uh, and three out of the four songs we sang are theologically inaccurate. Technically and, speaking, that's not what Paul meant. <laughs> and so the uh, and so this pastor was saying, "What do you do with someone that um, every solitary week he sees more negative than he sees positive yeah. in his church uh, in his pastor?" 
And uh, as I talked with this uh, pastor, we we kind of agreed uh, these kind of people need help. I mean, you, they they well on the one end, I think they need to be confronted. Yeah. Uh, and at a certain point, when week after week you're publicly critiquing your church, you really, for your own sake, need to move on and find a church that uh, you don't feel so critical toward. Uh, if all you can see are the but negatives, Richard, all the churches in my <laughs> yeah. area, yeah, well, this would benefit from my critique. That's right. There, just think of all the wisdom I am sharing. And you know, there there are some people I think that truly it is a prideful thing, and they do this because they really have the attitude. I know everybody else at my church was blessed last uh, weekend, but had they only been as smart as me and mm. seen what I saw and known the Bible as well as I do, they would have been appalled. Rather than having a fresh encounter with God, they would have been indignant at what we were being exposed to. Uh, and so uh, there, there are some people like that, and I'm unfortunately coming across more and more uh, cases like that mm-hmm. where you can pretty well, if you see someone has just put a new social media post out before you ever actually read it, you pretty well can anticipate it's going to be some more venting about what they are upset about and what they disagree with. Yeah. Uh, and if, and I'm, and so several things uh, to say about that. One is, uh, number one, God doesn't call us to be naive, uh, but, but at the same time, you don't have to have Einstein's IQ to be able to see that there are things that are wrong, that are things that are not as good as they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not a sign of intelligence when you find something that's wrong. Uh, you just All you got to do is be able to open your eyes, and you're going to see that. So, uh, but God doesn't tell you to be naive and just assume everything. You don't, you're not called to be a Pollyanna where everything is good and wonderful. Uh, we, we both know that there are problems, uh, mm-hmm. and that's, that's just a, a given. Uh, but the second thing is the Bible also says, judge not. And I know some people that will say that that means that you should never speak out. You should never, uh, disagree with what's being done. You should never point out uh, the negative. Uh, and I don't, I'm, I'm not sure that that's really what it means. I, 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 now, I think what it means to judge not is don't act as a judge that, that uh, issues uh, a sentence that condemns someone, that says, off with your head, uh, put them in jail, uh, let them be hanged. It's, you're, you're not passing a final sentence on people and condemning them to a lifetime of banishment or whatever else. Uh, I think it, it, it doesn't say discern not. <laughs> it says yeah. judge not. And so I think there is room to discern. And, uh, and for instance, uh, and we've talked about this before, I, I'm not always a fan of every contemporary song that comes out. Uh, there are some that I think contains some very weak theology and some things that are just downright biblically false. Uh, and when I see those words, uh, I, I, I don't have to just love it anyway. I mean, I can notice things that don't line up with Scripture. I, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, but do you let that become a, uh, an issue in your life where every song service in the church, every portion of the service where they're singing you become miserable and you immediately begin angrily scanning all the lyrics just to, to, to 
to find the heresy uh, hidden there. And then you rush home and post on Facebook or something uh, how bad it was that your church sang three heretical songs on Sunday. Uh, there's a there's a difference between uh, being discerning and then just becoming a very critical person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and again, that doesn't mean that you never speak out or notice it, but uh, but be careful when all of a sudden you've been consumed by uh, your criticism. Um, and, and I think, um, when you immerse yourself, it's kind of like marinating yourself in criticism when that becomes your world, when that becomes the air that you breathe, uh, then inevitably it's going to affect your heart. Yeah. It's going to affect your, affect your viewpoint. Once you begin becoming a critical person, you tend to find what you're looking for. And so if you now are on the the rampage and I've, I've, I've literally known people like this in churches that, I mean, as soon as they walk in the door, as soon as they see the order of service, uh, they're already just on it. Uh, yeah. the moment that a report comes out in their denomination, uh, they're scanning the pages, just looking, not for the good stuff, not looking for what God is doing, uh, not looking for what is done well, but the skipping right past all of that. And now their their whole viewpoint is just looking for the negative, and mm-hmm. you immerse yourself in what's wrong, what's negative. Now, I would think a lot of our listeners probably aren't that person, and I would hope hope, I hope not. Hope yeah. not. Um, but I, I I would imagine there's a, a fair number that that attend church. They're they love their church. They're involved, um, and they do see things that that either rub them the wrong way or feel like is is just not the best way to do something. Yeah. Um, how should, you know, what, what should they do or if anything, um, to either address it with the church, with the leadership, um, keep it all inside and, and hope it stops being that way. How, you know, what is a healthy way, yeah. uh, to, uh, address maybe issues that you, you, you feel like are legitimate and not just, Hey, I don't like that song. It's hey, you know, I disagree with with the way that this is being done. Um, you know, what wh- what are some sincere ways for yeah. for people who are sincerely uh, take issue with with something a church well, does? Well, you know, there's lots of things I think you can do, and and I think one is just begin with yourself and audit yeah. audit your words. And I and I find this even with myself. And again, I've you know, we began by kind of pointing out a pretty negative uh, a person, an example where you're way onto the one side of the scale. And I mentioned that just because I've just recently uh, heard of some people like that, and I've known some people like that. So I know they exist, and that's not hypothetical. And and all you have to do is watch social media very long, and you'll encounter those people that everything they say is uh, almost arrogantly putting down others uh, and, and condemning them. But uh, you have to begin with yourself, and I've and I've noticed this even with myself at times where, you at times you need to audit the words coming out of your mouth, and just think about the last several lunch dates you've had with people, or coffees you've had with people, conversations you've had with people, and just ask yourself, what what was I talking about? And you might discover, you know, actually I. I mentioned three different people to my friend over coffee, and then I pointed out what I disagreed with all three of them. Mm-hmm. Or I mentioned a couple of churches or ministries, and I made a beeline for the one thing that I think they're doing wrong. 
but I didn't mention the three or four things that they're doing well. And uh, if you find yourself where a person after, I I remember one time uh, a friend of mine uh, was kind of shaken because he had had coffee with a friend and he came away and he said, I just felt burdened down because he said that my friend mentioned about two dozen different uh, common acquaintances that we both had. And all, all two dozen of them, he then told me what was wrong with them, uh, without exception. I mean, it wasn't like this person is great, this person's bad. It was, I, they mentioned 24 people and they were all bad. And the, the, the th- if, you, if you suddenly get to a place where there's something wrong with everybody, then that probably tells you, no, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That your your eyes have become so darkened that everything you see is dark now. And so take an, take a, an audit of yourself and, and your words and just say, um, is there, have I become a critical person that I'm, I'm just, my eyes are immediately zeroing in on the negative and I think what a lot of people don't realize, we often think that we're being very righteous because we see what's wrong all the time. Mm. But the actual fact is we're becoming very unchristlike. I, I, I don't think people have any idea how unattractive it is when everyone who comes, every time someone comes around them, they're just sub- subjected to a spewing out of criticism of others. There's, you can't imagine Jesus doing Now, Jesus would call out uh, things that were sinful, but yeah. he also blessed people. He spoke truth. He built people up. He forgave people. He showed grace to people. He healed people, set people free. And uh, it wasn't just woe is you all the time from Jesus. There was a lot of, uh, of positive, mostly positive stuff that came out of his mouth. And so uh, I want to just always say, uh, am I... Uh, am, am I not just pointing out what's negative, but am I also celebrating what's good? Uh, and uh, and again, like we said, it's it, you don't have to be naive. There are problems, uh, but be, w- take an audit and say, but am I being like Jesus right now? Um, and you know, sometimes people uh, become they become critical because uh, they're insecure. And I've 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 known people that they felt insecure. And so the way that they felt better about themselves was by putting other people down. And it's not even really a theological issue. Uh, it's not that truly this is just a matter of biblical principles that are being violated. It is that every time I find fault with someone else, then I feel better about myself. And so if that's the case, um, then again, you need to say, okay, wait a minute, maybe this isn't really an issue about my pastor. Maybe this is an issue about me. Uh, and I, you know, one of the reasons you, you don't want to just go down this path of becoming a negative person is because uh, it's hard on your friends. It's hard on your family. It's hard on your spouse. I've, I, I've known some people over the years that were the self-appointed critics of their church or their pastor, and then you watch their poor family. Uh, you, I, you just thought to yourself, What's it like being a kid in this family who mm-hmm. goes home every day after church and listens to their parent pontificate on everything that uh, their church did wrong that day? I mean, I, I, can you imagine the likelihood of that child growing up to being an adult and loving the church, loving God's people, 
Or what are the odds of them either being completely turned off at the church because all they ever heard is what was wrong with the church uh, or them becoming just like their parent and becoming a negative critic as well. Um, and so I, I, I think for myself, uh, I've had to guard my own heart sometimes to say, well, there's, there's no question that I know of some negative things, but, uh, but do I, is that what I want to talk about around my family all the time? Yeah. And sometimes it's on my mind. I mean, I come home and I've been exposed to some pretty bad stuff that people have done and that, that are disappointing. Uh, and I know even just for my wife, Lisa, that if I do start talking very much about that, she'll make me stop. She doesn't want to hear about all that, yeah. and which is good. It, it sort of puts a check for me to say, well, my family doesn't need me spewing about what's wrong with everyone else. And and then again, you know, I I think for me, I've, I've had to learn that simply being a critic doesn't change anything. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of us that just need to be reminded of that. Yeah. Uh, simply criticizing something doesn't make it better. Uh, and I've had to say to myself, so, Lord, if this is wrong, is there any way I can contribute to make this better? Uh, can I address the problem? Uh, maybe I. Maybe you look at your church and say, I just don't know that we're all that friendly. Uh, people visit our church and no one talks to them. Uh, well, maybe you need to sign up to be a greeter. Uh, maybe you don't even have greeters in your church, and you just become a self-appointed greeter. Maybe you just start yeah. standing at the door with a big smile on your face, and you personally welcome every visitor, every person who walks in the door, uh, and saying, I could either just be critical of a, of my unfriendly church, or I could take my friendliness to another level. I could position myself somewhere where people start to get a positive experience because I welcomed them when they walked in the door. Uh, and there's just lots of ways you, you look at, you complain because the church doesn't do anything in terms of prayer. And God says, well, why don't you put out the word that you're going to be meeting at the church on Friday mornings at six to pray with anyone who wants to pray for the church. And instead of simply sitting in your judgment seat, critiquing the church, Uh, at least now there's something positive going on and perhaps you become leaven and maybe there's others who have a burden as well. But, um, but if you held yourself accountable to say, I will not criticize anything that I'm not at least doing what I can to address and make it better, then maybe you've lost the right to keep on being critical. Um, and, and so for me, again, I've, I felt like, well, that's a good, uh, place of accountability. Uh, I'm not contributing anything in that area myself, but uh, but I'm criticizing it all the time. Yeah, uh, and I think that's just a a bad formula. Then then it just you just tend to become very negative because you never look for a positive response. Uh, you just embrace the negativity. Yeah. Well, let's let's take a break there, and uh, we'll wrap up when we come back. I'm very excited about the online class that BMI is offering, When God Speaks. This is the first book I ever wrote with my father, and perhaps one of the most important issues you'll ever address, how do you know when God is speaking to you? God speaks in many different ways, uh, and God always has something life-changing, something crucial that He wants to communicate with you. You can't afford to miss what God has to say to you. Sometimes he may speak out loud, but often he speaks in numerous other ways as well. And you need to be alert to the numerous ways God may be wanting to communicate his will with you. 
This is a six-week course in which we'll look at all the major issues related to God speaking to His people. It's full of videos and studies that you can do, um, and I know it will bless your life as you look very carefully at the various ways God may be wanting to communicate with you in these very important days in which we live today. Well, you know, I've heard of the, you know, the negativity bias that we all have, and that's, you know, that's what's kept us alive when we were, you know, hunter-gatherers. Um, and, you know, people can say 10 nice things about you and one negative thing about you, and you won't remember the 10 nice things. You'll remember the the one bad thing somebody said about you. And, and so I think there's also this uh, innateness uh, in us that tends towards the negative, and that's another yeah. reason that we need to be on guard uh, against it, uh, but just in our uh, our time left today, uh, what are some some other ways that we can guard against that? Well, I think it's good just to know as well. Uh, I, and I know some people that that truly feel that their calling is to be the the voice of critique for everything that's wrong, uh, and it it can seem very. Uh, well, sometimes it just seems holier than thou. No one else seems to be concerned about this, but I, I can tell there's a problem here. I can see yeah. a d- potential danger here. I just have insight. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I, I'm just smarter than everybody else, and everyone else is uh, just dumb as an ox and can't figure <laughs> out that there's danger lurking here, but I, I yeah. notice it. Uh, but I, I also, I just think for a lot of people, they need to also ask themselves, and how does this come across to uh, unbelievers, maybe people who aren't Christians yet, when they hear me just t- constantly bad mouthing my pastor, or bad pa- bad mouthing the church leadership, or my denomination, uh, and unbelievers listen to that. I'm, again, I'm not saying you never tell the truth, but just understand how other people perceive that, yeah. whether it's your own family, whether it's an unbeliever, a visitor in your church. Uh, uh, just a colleague at work, when all you do is critique, uh, what do people come away with? Do they think more highly of your Jesus because they you just pointed out 10 things that are wrong? Do they say, wow, I want to know that person's Jesus because he's obviously transformed that person's life? <laughs> or do they even, because yeah. I think sometimes even non-believers can be appalled at how negative Christians can be. Yeah, uh, and how critical we can be, and I don't yeah. know that yeah. that is uh, helping our cause any. Yeah, I don't think people see your your negativity and criticism and think, "Oh, wow, like that's what a transformed person." And tell yeah. me more about your Jesus. Yeah, and you know another thing I found too that uh, there's there are those uh, that are constantly they love to go to discussion pages and just chew up what people are doing and this preacher and what all the things that are wrong with his ministry or yeah uh and but i i often find that uh, people that do that tend to be very heady it's very academic it's very uh cognitive this this i know he said this and i know technically that might be true but i could see where this could be taken uh, in the wrong way this could be misunderstood and i know that there are verses that talk about this in the bible but uh i i question that um and it's just very very heady or yeah. uh there was this one phrase in uh that was sung in this chorus today that I disagree with, uh, the rest of it was all fine, and people were actually in tears and had their hands raised and 
we're having a great worship experience, but I just can't, I cannot uh, be in, in any way satisfied if there's even one word that I think is not theologically sound. Um, and and what you find is they just don't have a lot of heart. They, there's, and is it possible for you to actually still encounter God with a poorly written chorus? Uh, or maybe a poorly preached sermon, but could God still speak through that His Word to your heart? Uh, if you came with a heart that was open uh, to encounter God, could God still use maybe a lukewarm kind of worship service uh, and you still have an encounter with God? Uh, but what happens is it's all in our head, and we yeah. become these very uh, critical, self-righteous uh, people pointing out all the shortcomings, but it's as if we've lost our heart, uh, and there's there's no feeling toward God, no no some 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 self-appointed uh, um, criticizers. You sometimes you just think, do they even have a heart anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a experience not long ago where uh, the Lord, I, I, I was I was speaking a service, and God really moved uh, quite powerfully. And there was a an altar call, and the whole front was just filled with people uh, responding. And there and there were even those that afterward uh, shared before the whole church that they had uh, done wrong, and that God had convicted them that they needed to uh, change what they were doing. And it was a very powerful, powerful time. In fact, the afterward, the pastor of the church was quite um, moved and just said. Wow, the Lord really visited today, and I need to. I've really been encouraged that uh, our, our people are wanting to respond to the Lord, and so on. It was a be- beautiful day. But then afterward, there was someone that uh, apparently found fault with that. I, I'm not quite sure all the reason why, but it, there was. A, they just felt like the sermon was not preached uh, in the most biblical way, I suppose. And it's like, well, that, I'm sure it could have been preached better. I, certainly sermons I preach, I know it could be done better. Uh, but there was no, but it was hard to argue with the fact, but the altar was filled with people responding to what they heard God say to them that day. How could you walk away and say, wow, that was a terrible service? I, I know that a third of the people in the auditorium were at the front on their knees responding in prayer at the end of the service. But still, that's that's completely illegitimate because... Uh, yeah. That person did not follow the formula that I would have used if I were preaching that. And so you start to think, um, is there any heart? Is there? I, because there's times where I've, I've thought to myself, if I were doing that, I, would have, I wouldn't have done it that way. I wouldn't have said it that way. But, hey, six people came forward and, to be baptized. Yeah. Someone got saved today. Uh, a couple went to, up there and prayed that God would heal their marriage today. Um, hey, God, I, I, at the end of the day, sometimes you want to celebrate the fruit uh, that that was achieved that day, regardless of how it was done. I mean, can God strike a mighty blow with a crooked stick? <laughs> he can, and, and there's a lot of crooked sticks. And so I think going along with that is just also just showing grace. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying that you always tolerate... Uh, blatant heresy uh but but oftentimes it's really more a matter of emphasis it's and i've had people say that uh to me they'll say well i know the bible says that but i'm a little uncomfortable i wouldn't have probably emphasized that so much or i don't know if that's the main point of that text that you highlighted 
well, okay, we can squab we can squabble over uh, this approach or that approach, but do you have any grace to say? Uh, but today, as I was preaching and seeking God's guidance and what I should bring out for this congregation and what it needed, I just felt led to emphasize that. Now, if you were preaching that sermon, you would have maybe emphasized something else. But um, can you show me some grace and trust that I was seeking God's guidance and I was trying to preach to the best of my ability? Might not be as good as your ability, but can you show me some grace that since I was asked to to speak today, I did what I felt that God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are times where I just have to show grace and say, well, this young leader, maybe he's a song leader and uh, very enthusiastic, very sincere, uh, has worked hard, prepared hard. I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily agree or like everything that they did, but you know what? They're serving God with all their heart. And I'm just going to show them some grace and realize I need grace shown toward me too because I I don't do everything perfectly either. So I, I don't yeah. want people to be always graceless toward me when I fall short. Uh, and that means I've got to show grace to other people. Yeah, well, you know, and I think so much of, of this issue comes back to just it, it's problems that you have. You know, it's, it's a person like, you know, I, you know, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way or this is it. But when you really look at it, it's like this is a likely, I don't know what the percentage is, but maybe it's 70, 80% of the time, you know, it's just a, it's a preference that you have or it's a, you know, it's an issue that you have. This yeah. is not necessarily, you know, an issue on the face of it. It's just, it's how you perceive it. Right. And much of the time, I think if you, if you just have that grace and maybe don't act on those feelings that you have or the the way something strikes you and uh and show that grace i think that that will go a long way yeah and i you know i think this may be the last thing just to say in that is make sure that what you're uh criticizing what you're saying is not being driven by pride uh if if it's coming out of genuine humility you're probably much safer but you just you hear a lot of critiquing these days that just sounds very very prideful very smug yeah very self-righteous where it's we're putting down others and it's and by doing that it's in some way in a morbid kind of way exalting us somehow and it just fosters pride it just says i'm smarter than you i Mm -hmm. you're dumb i'm smart you're naive i'm uh, insightful and you go away, and it's you just it just uh, reeks of pride. Uh, and so I found if I'm truly entering into a worship service, I'm I'm going to work uh, with a humble spirit that it realizes I'm a servant of God. Uh, I'm saved by grace. I'm I've got lots of sins and shortcomings that I need the grace of God for in my own life. Uh, again, it doesn't mean you're naive, but it means that you you may be a little slower to condemn others for falling short as well um and and so i there are times where i think it's just good to to kind of run what you're about to say through the grid of is am i saying this out of humility or out of pride yeah and if i'm truly humble humble people can still recognize error yeah they can still recognize when when there's something that's not right or true uh, but if you do it out of humility, it's not nearly as offensive. 
And if you ever try to correct someone out of pride, it doesn't usually go very well. No. If you humbly approach someone and out of humility seek to help them see perhaps where they, they could have done something better, it's received much better. And so I think it might do wonders for people that have developed a critical spirit uh, to, to go back to that place of humility first and make sure that whatever you're, is coming out of your mouth is done out of a Christ-like spirit, out of humility. And again, if you can do, if you can genuinely do that, and and there's times where I've, I mean, I've been getting ready to post something, maybe something I really feel strongly about, or maybe I'm sending an email to someone about something, and then before you post it, before you send it, uh, I've had to read back through and ask myself, does this come across condescendingly? Does this come across uh, pridefully? Mm. Uh, and Maybe I can still say this, I need to reword it. I need to word it in a way where it's not about, look how smart I am, but no, here's a truth I just want to make sure we don't lose sight of here. Uh, And sometimes you don't even have to point out what's wrong. You can just kind of subtly remind people of what's right. Uh, And so I think that this is not rocket science, and it's not... Uh, that people are not noticing this. I think there's a lot of folks getting weary of uh, the critical spirit that is being highlighted, especially in social media these days, and to say, is there a way perhaps to even address things that really need addressing, but to do it out of humility and Christ-likeness and grace? Uh, I think perhaps instead of polarizing uh, people, we might actually come together more uh, if... If we if we find to do it God's way instead of the world's way, and so uh, again, I just I think we are in a kind of a negative, critical culture uh, these days, and as Christians, I think we need to go to a higher level, uh, not be just like everybody else. Again, it doesn't mean you don't speak truth, but there's a way to speak truth in love that does not just alienate people and cause you to lose relationships in the process. Yeah, well, you know, Richard, that's not how I would have put it, but I, I, <laughs> yeah, we're but out that, of time. Who, but who knows better? <laughs> exactly. And, and on that note, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.